This episode of Disney Film Project is brought to you by the letter A, the number three, and touringplans.com. Check out the new optimized touring plans. If you go on your phone and use the Lines application while you're in the parks, the touring plans will update automatically based on the latest data. It's the coolest thing ever. You've got to check it out. Check out the Lines application and the new optimized touring plans over at touringplans.com. They are the sponsor of this episode of the Disney Film Project podcast. Welcome again, everybody, to the Disney Film Project Podcast. This is the show where we talk about the films of the Walt Disney Studios and all their assorted affiliates and all the great movies that they can produce. And we do that with the help of my fine friends who are with me. I'm Ryan Kilpatrick. I am the owner and proprietor and erstwhile blogger at DisneyFilmProject.com, where we discuss the shorts, the features, the true life adventures, all of the things that come out of the, the Walt Disney Studios. But the people who help me here to keep perspective on all the films of the Disney company are two amazing film buffs. First of all, we have Mr. Todd Perlmutter, who is a blogger over at touringplans.com and who is also the chief technical officer at disneydrivenlife.com. Mr. Todd Perlmutter, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm back to first. Yeah, I, I, I like to mix things up. I like to keep you guys on your toes. I was getting confused. I was getting used to the other way, and now I'm back to this way. It's very, very confusing. Your yeah. payment figured, went I, through. You, pay, you paid them off, I guess. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Happened. The money, the money came through, so Bree, get to work. Yep. Uh, speaking <laughs> of, we have Miss Brianna Alessio, who is a blogger over at DisneyDrivenLife.com, as well as her own blog there. You can see Adventures of Bree at AdventuresOfBree.blogspot.com. And, and trust me, she has lots of memorable adventures. We've just been talking about some of them. But how are you this evening, Bree? I'm doing really well, and I'm extremely happy because today it was about 70 degrees in New York, and this is very unusual November weather. I'm loving it. It is kind of a uh, great warm, isn't it? Yeah, Even it's here. been a real special treat. And how are you? I'm quite well. Thank you for asking. Good. Uh, also, that other voice you heard, um, who probably facilitated the payment from Todd to myself, would be Miss Cheryl Perlmutter, because she handles all the ins and outs and the daily grind of, of producing this program and, and editing our nonsensical utterings into something that, that makes sense. And that would be her job as the key producer of this program. So how are you this evening, Cheryl? I'm doing good. I've um, added something to my blog, um, which you can connect to at about.me slash Cheryl P3. It's, I'm, adding, I'm adding um, producer's notes for every, every episode. So um, after after during when I do that, it's, I take little notes, and now I'm putting those notes up into my blog. So if people want to read what happened, or what you know, and stuff like that. I'm not sure this is a good idea. Did you? Did we sign off on this, guys? I have no oh, idea. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of scared about this. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to have a discussion later, Cheryl. I you might gotta, be returning you, that payment. You're going to have to read it. You're going to have to read and decide for yourself. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Um, <laughs> so I imagine Cheryl will have a lot of notes tonight because uh, we are talking this evening about Disney and their films 
around the holidays. So uh, we, we know it's getting close to the holiday season for everybody, uh, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating. We hope you all have a happy holiday season. Or winter solstice. Uh, winter solstice. Yeah. Festivus. Did I, did I miss any? Festivus. Yeah. For the rest of us, yes. <laughs> any others? Anyone? There are probably more, but we don't know. I'm sure. Them. I'm sure there's some we've missed, uh, and, and not through intentional uh, flight, just just because of our familiarity. So uh, write to us. Let us know. We'll, we'll we'll include it. We'll we'll edit it into the show. Cheryl will put that in the producer's notes. <laughs> uh, but we're talking about Disney and the movies they have produced around the holidays. Of course, most of them focused on Santa Claus and Christmas and all the fun things that they do. So. Uh, do you guys have a favorite? Let me ask this. You, well, first of all, do you enjoy holiday movies in general? Yes, extremely much so. They're fun if they're, if they're done well. You know, some are done kind of lame-o. Yeah. See, see, I don't really care as long as there's, like, gingerbread men and, and reindeer. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, I pictured an army of marching gingerbread men at that point in time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I, I, I personally uh, I can't get enough of, of, of good holiday movies yeah. I, I also cannot get enough of bad holiday movies because I, I think the bad ones actually have have so much fun that you can make of them that they're, they are redeeming I, I, I just like if they're about the characters and not so much the preachiness of it because mm-hmm. I don't need preachy movies ever mm. doesn't matter what type of movie it is so you, so you weren't a big fan of Gandhi, is what you're saying? Well, you know, it was historic, and they made us go see it in eighth grade. It was terrible in that respect. Could you, you know, go in, into New York City with a bunch of your schoolmates to go watch Gandhi? How exciting is that? Yeah, that's not that's not good. No, Mm-mm. but but going into into New York City to see the tree at Rockefeller Center and watching a holiday movie now that's a different story. That's a whole different story. Oh wait, we have to tell our movie plot. No, I'm not giving up the movie plot. Sorry. Oh man! No, no, the movie plot stays stays with me secret until I have some way into Hollywood with it. Uh oh. Oh, Todd's Todd's got a movie pitch. Oh yes, I do, yes. and it's a holiday movie pitch. That just happened, people. Oh, there we go. All right. So in 15 years, when Todd's independently wealthy from producing his holiday movie, you'll know what happened, people. Yep. Uh, but and Disney, I'll be, Disney actually and I'll be has... in Florida because he'll buy my house. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Disney actually has a long history of uh, of touching on the holidays back all the way from into the, the animated shorts. Uh, they started addressing Christmas and uh, what was going on with, with that on film back in the 30s. Like I said, Mickey's Orphans was probably the first uh, short where that happened, where uh, there were some kittens dropped on Mickey's doorstep. Yeah, it became sort of a holiday tradition to have uh, Christmas-themed or holiday-themed uh, shorts uh, at, at Disney back in the 30s. There, there, was some, there was some in 1930, even before Mickey's Orphans. Um, there was one called Midnight in a Toy Shop. There was another called Winter, which was part of the Silly Sim. Symphonies. Uh, then we had Santa's Workshop in 1932, and uh, The Night Before Christmas in 1933, Broken Toys in 1935. I mean, so there were all these great, uh, you know, holiday-themed shorts back in the 30s. So you can see Walt was interested in this, in Christmas and the holidays, all, all the way back then. I, uh, I I had something interesting to add. Please. Did, did you know that that uh, this that when I was first, year, back in 2009, your... Um, post on Mickey's Orphans is like your very first post that I ever read and commented. Oh, I didn't know that. That's very, so, so that happened. 
that that post started this show right there. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Boom. It's, it's it. a Festivus miracle. Oh yeah, it is. I, I um, so so there yeah. are the the little cats kind of freak me out. I just wanted to say that, and they're in the other short too, the one where he Mickey's good deed or whatever it is. Yes. Right. They they come back, and I was kind of wondering if they're like supposed to be chronologically related or not. I was trying to make that match up, and I just can't in my head because he's like proper yeah, in one and rich in the other. I don't think they are. Yeah, there's all kinds of examples of that. Like, there's another group of shorts about kittens. That kittens were a big thing in the 30s, apparently, and it's like they're supposed to be chronological, but it doesn't really work. It, it, they didn't pay a lot of attention to what we call continuity uh, these days it, back in the 30s. I don't think they cared. That whole depression thing was a little more important. I'm guessing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So since then, there's been lots of shorts um, back in the 40s and 50s about about the holidays. There was a, a couple that I wanted to mention, Toy Tinkers, uh, which was Donald fighting with Chip and Dale over the, tr- over the presents. If you've seen <gasps> one, it's fantastic. Yes, love that one. Yeah, that's, that's the one where they follow him down into the log cabin, right? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. like that one a lot. And then, he's, yeah. and then they kind of like, they use all his toys. That's really like the best part about it. Yes. <laughs> Since we're on Chippendale, I want to explain something that most people don't know. That we we found that most people don't know is All that right. because of the shorts between Donald and Chippendale, that Chippendale and Donald cannot be in the same location at the same time. That but makes they, a lot of sense to me. But they can be in the same parade, but they have to be on like opposite ends of the parade and weird things like that. But they can't be like at, like a. They used to be at Chippendale. Used to be at the Beach Club. They they moved Donald into the Beach Club, and Chippendale had to had to get out of the Beach Club. Why why can't ducks and chipmunks just get along? That's right. Because, why well, can't they all just because get along? because of the short stuff? But this is this is the history. Is because there is a storyline. That they're not allowed, that they, they don't get along. And they don't. Is, no, but, but because mm-hmm. of the shorts, this is why that they can't be in the same place. I, that I, is kind of cool. I really yeah. feel for Donald, though. He does a lot of work, and they steal from him all the time. Yeah, they're bad. They really no, are they bad. Are not. No, no they're no. fine. They're lovable. Okay, so been out of shape. Yeah, they're cute. They're fantastic. Everybody, yeah. everybody loves Chip and Dale. Come on. They're just a little nutty. Yes. There we there we go. The other one that I think most people have probably seen is Pluto's Christmas tree, which is, again back to Chippendale. It's Mickey and Pluto chop down a Christmas tree that just happens to have Chippendale in it. Yes. Mm. See, not their fault. <laughs> exactly. That's right, Cheryl. <laughs> yes, and and Pluto spends the whole time trying to tell Mickey that they're in the tree and Mickey ain't getting it. Which is a common theme with Pluto and Mickey. Yes. Yeah, that happens a lot. Uh, But the other, there's there's two other shorts before we start talking about feature films that uh, are are specifically designed to be, you know, holiday shorts. Of course, there's Mickey's Christmas Carol Mm -hmm. that that came out in 1983, about 25 minutes long with Scrooge McDuck playing... um, uh, the Scrooge character and all of the various roles of, around him being filled by people from the Disney canon. Um, That's a good I one. Think, it, yeah, oh yeah, it's fabulous. Um, it, it's one of those things, it's like, it's just kind of odd, though, because it's it's one of those things that just kind of exists in its own little 
off to the side way, you know, like Disney doesn't yeah. doesn't roll it out that much during the holiday season, and it's not something that you've seen the company like go back to very much. No, I mean, but they, you know, they reuse they um reuse a couple characters in it as the ghosts, which I kind of like. So, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody in it is basically a character from the past. Yeah, true, true. Like, yeah, you know, that's awesome. oh. Which is which is now everybody does that when they do the, their version of a Christmas Carol, you know? Yeah, they do. Uh, I it it's weird though though. I mean, like if you compare it to something newer, because I know we're gonna get to it. It's like Muppet Christmas Carol. Is I think I I think it's much better than this version is. Even though this is the classic Disney characters. No, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I agree. Yeah, I, Muppet Christmas Carol. I think it's probably a, a, the one of the best. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say with Mickey's Christmas Carol, I think they should have extended it a little bit more past the 25 minutes because they had to cramp it all in to that time frame and they couldn't have enough time to elaborate on the characters. They just kind of had to get it done quickly. I don't know. I think they could have spent more time on that. It's a tough story because like, well, we're going to talk about three versions of it here, this being the first one. We mentioned the Muppet one and then there's the Jim Carrey version. Mm-hmm. And it's a tough story to get right because it's not a long story as originally written necessarily. It's not, you know, there's a lot of detail which makes it makes the, the story itself longer. Uh, so it's hard to make a full-length feature film out of it uh, and not add stuff to the story. I think the reason why, you know, we can talk about Muppet Christmas Carol, I think that it is... So good is that it sticks to the original Dickens, but then puts a Muppet flair to it, you know. Yes. And that makes it funny. Yes. You know, they add songs as sort of the filler, and but they're done in the Muppet way. Right. Highly recommend Muppet Christmas. Yep. Uh, oh, the other the other short that that we'll mention from a holiday perspective is the small one, which is again sort of a longer long ish short. Uh, that, that came out in, in the 70s from Disney, which is a, a, a young boy who's taking a donkey into um, into Bethlehem. So you yep. can imagine where that, that ends up leading. Um, and that, that one actually, when I was growing up, I saw that more than I saw Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yep. Now, kind of the reverse of that now, but... Um, have, you guys, have you guys seen this one? I have not. Yeah, I don't know where you could find the small one these days. Like I said, when I was growing up, I used to see it a, a oh. great bit on TV. I, but um, you can completely find it on YouTube. Oh, there you go. Along with all the shorts that we're t- discussing too, as you already know. So yes, it's, um, yeah, all the yeah, I found it, uh, the small one is on YouTube. It's broken into three parts. I'll make sure they're in the show notes. I have links to them all already. So fantastic. Cool. Exactly what we need to, see, to hear, Mr. Todd. There you go. All right. So we'll talk about feature films. Um, Disney did deal with uh, – there was there's some Christmas scenes in a movie that we already talked about, which is The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. In the Mr. Toad half, the first portion of that the ends at, at Christmas. Yes. So it's kind of a, a tangential connection, but it is there. So yeah. figured we'd and, and, and again, antenna toppers. Granny Toad antenna toppers. Yes. yes. <laughs> All for it. So there was some debate about this last year, but we did uh, last year we did a Lady and the Tramp tweet watch around the the holiday season because is Lady and the Tramp a Christmas movie? It opens and ends at Christmas. Yes. No. But 
I I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but I think there's definitely it's got Christmas ties. That doesn't you know, but I wouldn't say it's like a holiday movie necessarily, but it's got that feel for it, you know. That's like saying yeah. Father of the Bride is a Christmas movie because the wedding and the parts of the wedding is occurring during Christmas. I'm not saying it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But like, but like we said, I mean, you know, lady, she's given as a Christmas gift, you know, the the year later, the kids are all born on Christmas, you know, it all ties right. together. I 100% agree. You know, yeah, but I, I think they just, it was just like a nod to Christmas. I, I don't think it can be considered any form of a holiday film. It's like I said in the episode for Lady and Tramp, it's that uh, Walt gave Lily her dog on Christmas, and that's what that whole scene in the beginning of Lady and Tramp is playing at. Yeah, it's it's part and parcel. So, so the, we we touched on 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 the holidays in a couple of the earlier feature films, but the real the first real, true all out holiday film that Disney made, at least as far as I can see, is something we call One Magic Christmas, which was released in 1985. Yes, which is a movie Cheryl used to watch all the time. What? Yeah, you, is it one, really? Yeah, one Ma- one Magic Christmas is the one with Mary Steenburgen, and she doesn't like the holidays and the kids are trying to get her to like the holidays. I saw that. Wait, what's the movie called? I don't remember this. It's One Magic Christmas. Her her husband died on Christmas or her yeah, fiancé so, or something so like let that. So me, let me tell the story because I watched this last year because as I said, I love holiday movies. Okay, go for it. Tell the story. So the story of One Christmas. <clears throat> um, yeah. So... Harry Dean Stanton, the character actor, is is, is a an angel, and he appears in the beginning of the movie. And like you said, Mary Steenburgen plays the very busy mom, and her kids really want her to to enjoy the Christmas spirit, and and she's not getting into it. And um, you know, then her daughter writes a letter to Santa to ask her to ask her mother to mail it to write her letter to Santa. Right? We don't know what's in the letter. But then, it's great because Dad, who is in the Christmas spirit, but he doesn't have a job, so this is a really uplifting movie to this point, uh, takes the daughter to the bank, which gets robbed, and Dad gets shot and killed. Okay, I couldn't remember how he Okay, died. Todd, I've never seen this movie. <laughs> You're better off for it, Cheryl. Okay. Yeah, I, depressing. I, I remember watching this movie with you. I've oh. never seen this movie. Okay. I'm looking at the cover. I've never seen it. To be to be fair, she could have blocked it out of her memory. It's that bad. <laughs> and I would not blame her one iota for doing so. So in this magical Christmas film, we so far have an unemployed man who is shot and killed, dead. Dead. Completely dead. And rat and uh, spoiler alert, he comes back at the end of the movie. But rather than go directly to the magical part where we, we get this whole, you know, Christmas spirit thing going on. We spend the next ten minutes of the movie showing the kids and the mom dealing with their dad being dead. <laughs> An hour from now, in the film, we'll be back. <laughs> what, is there Gordon Fisherman involved? <laughs> <laughs> There should have been. That would have made it better. Yes. Now, now, here's another one. What happens 
at that point in the movie, before or I'm sorry, before that point in the movie, Mary Steenburgen's character runs out to see the ba- the bank because she's across the street. The robber comes out of the bank, takes the car that the kids are in, drives away, and is chased off of a bridge, killing himself and the children as well. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Magical Christmas story. <laughs> did did now, they forget about Christmas? Gets the kids out of the water and and brings them back. They come back right away, but then they spend the ten minutes dealing with the you know the 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 fact that dad's dead. So then we find out that you know mom is still anti Christmas. She's still upset. She's still all of the. But the angel who is trying to help her, right? Who brought them back from the dead? Mm-hmm. Oh. The kids. <laughs> okay. He so we have we have undead children in a Christmas movie. Yes. <laughs> so he tells the daughter that he can't help her bring her father back, despite the fact that he just raised the two children from the dead. Yeah. He can't bring the dad back. But you know who can? Santa Claus. The Santa. That's who. <laughs> So wait, Santa has the power to make zombies. That's what you just told me. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently he borrowed it from Jack Skellington. (sighs) That's my theory. (laughs) Okay. So, do you know how Santa brings Dad back? It gets worse. On a sleigh? No, no. So what happens is... The way that the way that they do this, they take the daughter to the North Pole. She's kidnapped uh-huh. to the North Pole. They go to the North Pole. Santa says to bring her father back, he has to take her mother or she has to take her mother a letter that her mother wrote to Santa when when she was a child, therefore installing her Christmas spirit and that will bring dad back from the wow. dead. Wow, you guys. Wow. I was going to say, so if Mama doesn't stop being Scrooge, Daddy don't come back? Correct. Okay. Yes, and and um, might I remind you, this whole process of kidnapping her and taking her to the North Pole is facilitated by the angel who brought her back from the dead. <laughs> so, so, let me get this straight. We have Santa Please. in a movie where there's a bank robbery... Yes. A murder. Yes. Two uh, accidental deaths. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, who, okay. Zombies. Well, they don't act as zombies, so there's no brain eating. I'll, I'll be clear with that. Okay. Well, Thank God for that. Darn, because I was about to go run out and rent it. No, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? It's no brain eating. There's seriously no point. <laughs> What's the point of bringing stuff back from the dead if they can't eat brains? No. Um, I believe if, if it, I, I reviewed this movie on Disney Driven Life last year uh, around the holiday season, and I believe the quote that I, I wrote is, I seriously found no redeeming qualities about this movie. Awesome. This, I will say to you now, I'd rather watch Beverly Hills Chihuahua than this movie. Wow. It was worse than Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Those are words I don't say lightly. I, I did not think that was possible, actually. But wow! Don't don't watch it. There's very few movies I'm going to say to you don't watch. 
this is one of them. Do not okay. watch it. Next. The next movie that that Walt Disney Pictures released uh, that was Christmas-themed, we've already started discussing, which is Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, which is a fabulous adaptation of the Dickens text, uh, but with that Muppet flavor to it. Um, I mean, this this is amongst my favorite holiday films of all time. It is probably my second favorite Muppet film of all time. Really? Cool. Yeah, behind the original Muppet movie, which is just classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is actually my favorite of all the Muppet films, but of the Christmas Carol films, this would be my second favorite. Yeah, what... what behind, a, behind what? I'm sorry, I'm curious. No, it's okay, behind the 1951 version with Alistair Sim that they show yeah, on Turner Classic Films. Like. Yeah, I love that one. I, I'm just a huge Michael Caine fan, so the fact that he's Ebenezer Scrooge makes me just like this movie a lot. Yeah. Well, well who isn't, really? Who yeah. doesn't love a good Michael Caine movie? That's Seriously. right. Yeah. Right. Finn McMissile. So, absolutely. So we'll do it. We'll do a Muppet Christmas Carol show at some point uh, in the future. So I'm sure you can you can look forward to maybe that. Maybe we'll do already... an all Muppets episode. That might be the better way to do it. That'd be fun. Okay, who knows? Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. We've already talked about in our Halloween episode, and we did a yep. whole show about it. So you can go look at that. Uh, the next major Christmas movie uh, Disney released, of course, the Santa Claus series. So. I remember in 1994 going to the theater when I was in college and seeing the Santa Claus and loving it. It, uh, I think the first one, the first movie is just a really fantastic, uh, exploration of, of the Santa Claus myth and, and all the things that go into it. The, the casting in the movie was amazing. I mean, every, every actor or actress they had in this movie was, was their role. That was what I remember liking about the movie. You know, it's just like, it it's not the greatest story in the world but it's it's so right. picked up by the fact that it, it, while it's not the greatest story it flows very very well right you know and, and um it's just you know it's it's a lot of fun um you want to walk us through the through it well it's 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 a pretty simple story right santa yeah. santa comes to deliver the toys um, to Tim Allen's house, basically, uh, Scott Calvin, uh, falls off the roof, and then Scott, unfortunately or fortunately, has to assume the role of Santa. But it, it's, it, it all unfolds with the backdrop of him and his son and their relationship, which I think adds a nice spin to it, and uh, you know, no one believes that he's really Santa Claus and, and all of those kinds of things going on. Um, I think it's fair to say this is probably Tim Allen's biggest movie role that's not Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely 100% safe to say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's uh, been in plenty of other stuff, but this is probably... Home Improvement. Yeah, but that's... Yeah. He, he said movie role. Um, okay. Um, Sorry. The, you know, the thing here is that, um, is that while he played Buzz Lightyear, when you think of Tim Allen, you think of these movies, you don't think of Toy Story necessarily. Yeah, exactly. It's right. not him, whereas this is, you know... When I think of Tim Allen, for some reason, the first film above Toy Story that pops into my head is Jungle to Jungle, because I used to love that film. <laughs> is this the one where he has the, the jungle boy live in his backyard? Yeah! Okay. I used to love watching that film. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the movie was so successful, it spawned two sequels. 
Yes. Uh, not as high a recommendation on the sequels, I'll have to say. The Santa mm-hmm. Claus 2 and the Santa Claus 3. Um, yeah, no. No. I, 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 don't find the, I don't find the second one to be terrible, but the third one I don't is just really hard to follow. It's all over the place. But I made involves, it about ten minutes into the third one. Oh, it involves time travel. Yay. Okay. It has Martin Short. <laughs> Which I love I love the Martin Short, but Who is the know. jungle the jungle? Yeah, and and if honestly, if it wasn't for Tim Allen and Martin Short, it actually wouldn't even be a watchable movie. I can see that. And, and no, well, Alan, think... Alan, Alan Arkin is in the movie, and I'm saying that. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Tim Allen's comedy that made the first one, so I'm sure they let him go overboard, you know, because him being funny made that story better. Like you said, it's not the best story ever, but it his his jokes made it better. Yeah, I, I mean, let's let's. The, my biggest problem with the original Santa Claus movie is that it, the in between time between the two Christmas seasons, because it starts at a Christmas season and ends with a Christmas season, right? Is um, it's it's a little too drawn out. Yeah, you know that, and I think that's that's really the the big problem I have with it. Right. Though the yeah. North Pole stuff is hysterical. I do want to say I I like um, also Lily Mummy. Is in this movie, and I like her. I like her a lot. Who does she play? She plays Lucy. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, she's a good character. She is good, and she's the daughter of Billy Billy Mummy. So, from the Twilight Zone, and and also Lost in Space. Gotcha. And and um, Babylon Five. Lost in Space. Also, this was <laughs> Peter Boyle's last movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, the yeah, Santa Claus Three was Peter Boyle's last movie. Fantastic actor. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. And the 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 other um, feature that I think uh, came out came out in between these two, or in between the first Santa Claus and the and the second one was the the Jonathan Taylor Thomas heartthrob Christmas movie I'll Be Home for Christmas. Again, not highly <laughs> recommended. Well, I think I think Kristen Helmster would disagree with you. She she'd probably just mute it. I think Kristen I think Kristen from a few years ago would disagree with me. (laughs) I I think think her and Kristen might not. Yeah, I don't think she. I think she was clear that she's not crushing on him anymore. Yeah. (laughs) But it's it's about a kid coming home from from college. Uh, and and trying to get home against many obstacles for Christmas. So yes, it, it's the it's the cross country travel bonanza type movie, and it's like the same as all the other cross country travel bonanza movies you've ever seen. That's a very good way to put it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Don't. Don't. Don't spend your time. What I'm what I'm discovering here is Disney does not have a great track record with the holiday films, which which I had not thought beforehand. Um, because their most recent one is uh, A Christmas Carol, the stop-motion, or not stop-motion, I'm sorry, motion capture film um, that uh, Robert Zemeckis produced uh, starring Jim Carrey. The last Christmas movie is The Search for Santa Paws. 
Oh, God, no. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. That, but that's a direct-to-video film. I'm talking I'm talking to big screen, the silver screen. The most recent okay. one was, uh, was, was A Christmas Carol. Can I just say that I like this, The Christmas Carol? With voice Did you really? I really like this one. I, I've honestly not seen it. I seriously it, really like this film. Okay, so why did you like it so much? I like that it stuck to the Charles Dickens storyline. and yeah. I mean, being that my favorite version of A Christmas Carol is the 1951 version, I saw many similarities between these two films. So that, for yeah. me, I think was the redeeming point. But, I mean, normally I'm not a fan of Jim Carrey films, so I wasn't expecting much seriousness in this film. And there was, which was such a shock for me. Right. And... It, it was like a good surprise. So I don't know. I really liked it. I, I remember seeing interviews where, with him where he said it was very important to him to actually make it as a as a true to the story type movie. Yeah, oh, it is. I, I mean, yeah. it's it's very true to the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, it, for me. Like I can I, I now that I know that that the Alistair Sim version is your favorite version of a Christmas Carol. I can definitely see. I I don't think it's bad. I it's it's just not. It's not Christmas cheery. Is probably the best way to put it. Like oh, if really? you're watching a, yeah, if you're watching a Muppet Christmas Carol, even in the darker times, you know, where where Tiny Tim's going to die and all that sort of thing, it's still the Muppets. So it's you know, you still have a smile yeah. on your face while you're watching it. And you know, Michael Caine, even as Scrooge, kind of has that gleam in his eye, you know, the whole mm-hmm. time. But. Oh, Jim wait a second. So, so, in the Muppet, so in the Muppet Christmas Carol, where they're talking about Tiny Tim dying, you still have a smile on your face? Yeah, because it's the Muppets. See, you know, uh, that's, where I, that's where I get tears in my eyes, because I cry at everything anyway, but, I mean, <laughs> it's the Muppets. That's why I cry. The truth is, Ryan hates Tiny Tim. I knew it. It's true. I knew it. That's well, what I was I trying to get waiting, upset. I just keep waiting for Santa Claus to bring him back from the dead. <laughs> and it never happens. Zombie Tiny Tim. You, it's because yes. you forgot to give the letter to Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I knew there was something I was supposed to do today. <laughs> but the, the Jim Carrey version is, yeah, like, it's freaky. It's scary. Like, it, And it's straight from the book, so, I mean, I don't guess there's anything you can say about it, but it it's, you know, it has, you know, people being turned into skeletons and all yeah, kinds no. of the, horrible stuff in it yeah i get why you're not crazy about it it is very eccentric it does bring a lot of macabre kind of scenes but i don't know i i just like it different it's not my favorite but yeah i hear you when i think when i think holiday films i want you know bing crosby on the train singing snow or you know oh yeah doing a tap dance with danny (laughs) k i don't need uh, i don't need people being turned into skeletons or being raised from the dead by uh, santa claus there we go so let's, let's move over to the only one ever Disney channel Disney movie that has, that's about Hanukkah. Please do. We're talking about the Disney Channel movie Full Court Miracle. Which, which might I add, okay? Cheryl told me about this. So when we first put the podcast together, we put a list of the movies we were going to talk about all year long, and we had this show. And we were talking about, you know, holiday films. And Cheryl says, have you seen Full Court Miracle? I'm like, no, I haven't seen it. It's a Hanukkah film. You need to see it. Great. We'd love to watch it. 
<laughs> that was ten months ago. Wasn't ten it? bucks yeah. on iTunes, Ryan. Ten bucks. You can buy I'll it on ten iTunes. Ten bucks for a movie I've never seen. <laughs> so she's like, "Oh, they run it on Disney Channel all the time. It'll be easy to find." Ten months. Haven't seen. <laughs> and, and they'll run it in about four weeks because that's about when Hanukkah. You know, I'm hoping we're right on top of Hanukkah then. So, Earl Ryan, I'm gonna send you an iTunes gift card for ten dollars. I expect you to get the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. Cheryl has been talking it up for a year now. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's it's um it's a very interesting movie. So what happens is is that um it takes place in Philadelphia, okay? And it's at a Hebrew right. academy it's at a Hebrew academy in um Philadelphia. And um you know, so it's it's a school for Jewish boys and girls to go to. It's like, you know, going to Christian school, same idea. And um they're um they're on the main character, he's on the basketball team, and they're a basketball team that is not a winning team. Okay, they they've never been in a championship. They constantly lose. Uh, one of the rabbis is their coach, and he's you know he's you know he just doesn't really get coaching for basketball. You know he's just doing it to support the kids more or less. You know it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just they're they're not a good team, but they're a bunch of kids who just want to play basketball. And one day they're coming home from school, and they um, meet this guy at a court and the one the main kid he recognizes him as a guy who used to be on the philadelphia 76ers okay okay and he goes you know and and the guy gets all upset you know because he was kind of sort of you know on not on the lamb or anything but he's been living in his van and he comes to play at the basketball court with the friends and the kid finds this out because he follows him one day and um they um Take him home. They they don't take him home, but he he well he does. He takes him to his house for dinner, right? And the and yes. the father works at the school, and they get him a job at the school. And eventually, one thing leads to another. He becomes a basketball coach. Okay, and the right. it's not now. You're gonna say, okay, this doesn't sound anything like a Hanukkah movie. Okay, it sounds like Teen Wolf. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, right? It's it, it's it's a the the um they're having a um. What happens is one thing leads to another, and they get to the finals, right? And the finals are occurring during Hanukkah. Wait, wait. We have to convince that, that he was convinced that the basketball, the, 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 the guy was Judah Maccabee. Oh, right. Well, he, he, he likened him to being, like, Judah Maccabee because he had all the qualities. He brought them back from, you know, from being underdogs to actually winning, which is essentially what happened during that story story when you read about it and you know and how the oil lasted for eight days and that whole thing that went on and that is the hol- that is the Hanukkah holiday I'm not going to get too into explaining the Hanukkah holiday but what goes on is that um, it's Hanukkah and they they constantly go to these scenes where they're lighting the candles at night and it's you know each it, it you go you progress a- after a while for the movie then you start progressing through the eight nights of Hanukkah and on the eighth night of Hanukkah is their um, is their final okay for basketball and they're they open up the school they're going to play and um they're but the generator goes out and then of course they have the miracle of hanukkah just like the oil lasted the generator pop magically pops back on and just long enough for them to get in the final shot and win the basketball game you know so it's that kind of thing and uh it's it's a very it's a very very cute you know how you were saying you want a movie to make you a holiday movie make you feel good this yes, is definitely absolutely. 
this is that type of movie. You you feel good watching this movie. So it's and that's why we like it. I want to see this. I do too. Sounds fun. So that's all. I, I'm definitely on board. And like I'm Cheryl going said, to find it on the DVR. Yep. And like Cheryl said, it's also available on iTunes for people who just have to rush out and see it sooner. Speaking about iTunes and or Netflix, in my search for Disney Christmas films, I came across the name of one that I've never heard of from 1986 called Jiminy yes. Cricket. Called Jiminy Cricket's Christmas. I must look into this because I adore Jiminy Cricket. First of all, but have any of you seen this? No. No. <laughs> Okay. Cheryl? No. There, there's a few that I found that I had no idea existed, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> also. Uh, okay, such as? Um, Eloise at Christmas Time. I mean, I know who Eloise is, and I know the story Eloise at Christmas Time is a book. I just didn't realize there were live action Eloise movies. Yes. Oh, Julie yes. Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's, yeah, she's yes. playing the nanny, and I, I, was, yeah. I was intrigued by this. Uh, oh, so, awesome. They're very. They're very. They're they're good, but they're awful. They're like Beverly Hills Chihuahua good. Oh, let's go warm people. I mean, so it, but they're it, not good. I was gonna say. <laughs> so your definition of good needs a little work. <laughs> I, said I said they're Beverly Hills Chihuahua good, but Julie Andrews is in it. So I mean, you gotta give it something. Okay, it gets something, it gets something for having Julie Andrews. I just I just didn't know this, so it's it's interesting because I, I I remember the books from when I was younger, so that's why I'm. So and can I just mention one more, which I love and haven't seen in years? Go absolutely. Um, a Muppet Family Christmas from 1987. This is where I think they all end up at Fozzie's mother's house. I don't remember exactly what happens, but all I remember was that Kermit and his nephew Robin they found a hole in the basement, which led to the Fraggle Rock, and I remember Sprocket the dog. Who I've always loved. Yes. Yeah. The the famed Muppet Fraggle crossover. Yes. I used to watch that um, a lot when I was like, you know, between the ages of five and ten. So it's been a long time I haven't seen it. And I really want to see it again because I absolutely adore it. You should go check. I think they put put that out recently with the new Muppet movie coming out. Oh, good. Okay. I'm going to have to check that. That's an interesting point. I never thought of that. I absolutely adore Sprocket, the dog. He's actually the wallpaper on my computer right now. I love him. <laughs> you, know, um, you know Heather Henson lives in Orlando Brave. Does she? Yes. I did not know and that. She owns her own little puppetry. Yes. Ibex puppetry, if you want to check it out. Oh, I'm going to look into that. Thank you. Very cool. But Yeah, so that's another reason why you need to move here. There we go. Yeah. So, so can I mention too that I had no clue existed, and I'm really sorry to have found out they existed. Yes. Um, one is that Leslie Nielsen played uh, Santa Claus in a movie called Santa Who. Oh no. Oh yes, he did. Oh and no. So this is the the storyline blurb because again I haven't seen this, but this says Santa Claus develops amnesia after accidentally falling out of his sleigh, and the only innocent. Only the innocence of a small child can save him. Meanwhile, Santa has to battle the disbelief of a newsman. That, and that, I'm thinking... No. Yeah, no. So, yeah. Hmm. Nothing uh, about what you just said sounds good. No, no. I, I mm-hmm. agree wholeheartedly. You, you know what also wasn't that good? Mr. St. Nick with Kelsey Grammer? That was the other one I, said. I had never heard of this movie. Yeah, you, you don't see it. 
it's it's really not that good. I'm a huge Kelsey Grammer fan. I mean, Frasier is one of my favorite shows ever, but I, no, not a good film. Yeah. So so here's the thing, right? This movie sounds like a partial ripoff of Santa Claus, and it's like I I I, I haven't seen it, right? But the premise mm-hmm. is that is that every hundred years Santa Claus is replaced, right? And that's kind of sort of the premise on Santa Claus is that Santa Claus is not a full-time guy. He only lasts for a certain period of time, and then when he passes, somebody else becomes Santa Claus. That's essentially how this Mr. St. Nick movie works, is that Kelsey Grammer is Santa Claus Jr., and he right. and, and when his father is nearing retirement, he becomes Santa Claus, and I'm thinking, wow. <laughs> yeah, that, no. <laughs> It's one thing to have Tim Allen making jokes with that premise, but Kelsey yeah. Grammer, like, that's not going to work. Yes, it's no. Let's move to some TV and give a couple on a couple mentions for TV shows. First is Phineas and Ferb's Christmas Vacation, which has my best my best thing ever. It's fabulous. Yes, but but um, so because the the town of Danville is not getting. Christmas, all the kids are upset except for Isabella, who gets who quickly drops this line where she points out, "Oh, we already have Hanukkah, and I'm doing great." And then she goes, "Oh wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm really upset." <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is a very funny line. So, uh, very, very, very funny. I've not seen that one yet either. Oh yeah, no, you should. That that's worth it. I mean, just Phineas and Ferb, and the fact that they're greenlit, they're greenlighting a full a motion, a motion picture for them now. Yeah. So. It's it's gonna be crazy. I have another TV show as well. Um, Even Stevens did an episode called "Heck of a Hanukkah." Yeah, I have not seen one episode of Even Stevens, and I take pride in that. <laughs> <laughs> I, take, I take actually a lot of pride in that. And then um, the proud talking about pride, the proud family actually did an episode on Kwanzaa. They did. They did. But, but you know what else? Ron Stoppable is Jewish. Yes, he is. You may know that. And in the Kim Possible, in the Kim Possible had a special called "A Very Possible Christmas." Right? I, I there was a special. It was one of it was one of the episodes. But like they they held it off from the rest of the series until Christmas time, and it's about what happens is is. Kim gets Ron what he feels is the best Hanukkah present ever, so he tries to put on the best Christmas for Kim ever, and let's just say it doesn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, there was also that show from the uh, mid-90s, Babysitter's Club, based on the books, and um, I believe they had a Christmas episode as well. I used to watch that show all the time. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I, I know what Babysitter's Club is. I didn't know there was a TV version of it. Yeah, I was obsessed with the books. I, had, I think I had every single one. But I'd like to point out that we missed what is perhaps the most important, dynamic, riveting Christmas movie ever by Disney. Uh-oh. Which one? Ernest Saves Christmas. Oh, who could forget that? We, we did forget that one. <laughs> yes, we did. Was, intentionally or unintentionally, you decide. Was it this mm-hmm. one actually filmed at Walt Disney World? Back mm-hmm. when they had this, back when they had the street and Ernest's house on the street and everything like that. Yeah, I, that is the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would think that would make it better than it is. No, but it doesn't. No, no. It, it just no. no. 
remember we were speaking the other day. <laughs> we were speaking the other day about Christmas films, and you mentioned one that we have not mentioned yet in the episode, which is yeah. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, yes. Now that's some fabulousness right there. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, I have to agree. It is it, out on uh, DVD. I do know this. It's it got is. a very, it's got a very country bear jamboree feel to it. Oh, don't remind us about that. No, no, I'm talking about the Grundy Bridge and Bree is not being, not being decorated for Christmas anymore. I was sad about that. Oh, I'm sad about sad. that as well. That's a bummer. It happens. Yeah. Um, but it shouldn't. All right, so, uh, and you mentioned some of those directed-to-DVD movies. There's lots of them. Um, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas is probably, like, the most famous one mm. uh, of the uh, direct-to-DVD films. Yeah. Good. I think any Christmas movie that stars Tim Curry as a voice uh, is immediately called into into suspicion, though. I have to say, mm. again, going back to my previous, I want to be uplifted. Tim Curry, he's kind of a scary guy. True. Very true. Are there any Star Wars Christmas episodes? Oh my! There is the famed <laughs> Star Wars Christmas special. There, there is the oh. famed Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> when Yoda saved Christmas. Um, you know what else we forgot to mention was there was, um, don't they, didn't, uh, Silly Symphonies do the night before Christmas? Yes, they did. I think we talked about that in the, in the very beginning of the show, I think. Oh, did we? I missed We didn't talk about the actual episode, but yeah. Okay, cool. I thought I was crazy there. But you know what I found out is that, uh, there's a, there's a DVD that you can get called a Disney Christmas gift that has a whole bunch of stuff that we've talked about on it. Plus a few other things that are odds and ends. So I thought that might be worth mentioning for people who are looking to find some of this stuff. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so that's that's kind of our, our overview. What Did we miss any in any of them? Well, I, I, we didn't talk about Mickey's Once Upon, Twice Upon, Three Times a Lady Christmas uh, <laughs> direct-to-DVD movies. Right. Cheryl did, in fact, mention the search for Santa Paws. She did, yes. She did. But we she forgot did. Santa Buddies. Did we? Or, or no, did we? Yeah. no, we kind of skipped right over it on purpose. <laughs> and now we're done with them. Moving on. There's, there's the Winnie the Pooh, Very Merry Pooh Year. There's, I mean, lots of those Disney Channel shows that were on in the in the early 2000s, they had their own, you know, direct-to-DVD Christmas. That, uh, that's right. The Super thing. Sleuth Christmas Special. Yeah. You know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so all in all, what is everyone's favorite holiday film? Ryan, starting with you, what's your favorite? Oh, gosh. Um, Disney. Yeah. Dis- yeah. Oh, Disney, the Santa Claus. Okay. Todd? Um, so, barring, barring Nightmare Before Christmas, because I think that that's, neat, you know, it's kind of sort of an in-betweener. Yeah. So I would also, out of this, I would go with Santa Claus also, just because it's so super well acted. Okay. Cheryl? It's a very it's a very slim lead, by the way, over Muppet Christmas Carol. I'm going with Full Court Miracle. Okay. I, I, am, I am telling people that well, I, I like Full Court it's a It's a movie I, I mean, Todd will tell you, I, I found, I, I go, I leave, I left on the DVR all year. No, and not all was, year, all year. Four years it stayed on our DVR before, before we un- finally unplugged our TiVo for for good when they changed their pricing. But now that I found it's on iTunes, I might I am probably going to well after I invested ten dollars in sending it to you, Ryan. 
I might yeah. invest the ten dollars in myself and and stop having to worry about DVRing. Although I worry about ratings because I ha- I should watch it because the ratings that way I, I keep that Nielsen keeps track of me. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to have to agree with Ryan and Todd on this one and say the Santa Claus. I think that is my favorite Disney Christmas film or holiday film. And to be clear, we're talking the first one, not necessarily the whole trilogy. Oh, no, 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 the first one. No, the first one. The first one. Yeah. Oh, Um, you know what we forgot? What? Harp and Landing. Oh, we did. Good point. Yeah. And they have a, a new special coming up soon. They do. Um, so if you haven't seen Prep and Landing, that's a fantastic um, Disney animation uh, special that it, that airs on ABC uh, usually, and then it'll re-air on, on other locations. But it's about the elves who get things ready for Santa before he lands. Uh, highly recommend Prep and Landing. Really loved it. So I can't wait to see what they come up with for the new the new one. Yeah, yeah, you got to see Prep and Landing. It's great. So. Uh, yeah, but that that's our look at the uh, the Disney Christmas films. Um, really not as great a history as I might have thought. Um, kind of scary. Um, I guess when you start off with One Magic Christmas, that kind of poisons the well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Santa Claus, Razor of the Dead, doesn't exactly scream you know, holiday cheer. I know, and then, and then you got Ernest Saves Christmas there. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Nobody needs that. Ugh. Okay, so Disney, um, get to work. You know, either like make a prep and landing f- feature length uh, Christmas film, or, uh, or 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 talk to me. Have a holiday film idea. Covers lots of holiday genres. There we go. Can I be in this film? Sure. Okay. Yay. Can I help you write the film? Y- or your wife? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the kind of respect I get around here. <laughs> there. <laughs> All right. Fine. Or both of you, I don't care. I see how it is. Okay. It's the coolest idea. When you hear it, you're going to love it. No, that's okay. No, I'm, I'm out now. I'm going to make my <laughs> own Christmas movie. I'm going to have Santa raising zombies that do eat brains. Oh! See what you do then. As snow cones. Nice. We take nothing else away from this episode, folks. Santa zombies. That's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, where's that? <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our look at the Disney Christmas and holiday-themed films. Uh, go check some of these out. We will try to put links in the show notes for where you can go and check out some of these films. And um, Cheryl will tell you all the times the Full Court Miracle is going to be on, and then it won't actually be on. Um, <laughs> And we'll we'll make sure that you guys have a chance to watch all of these and uh, hopefully enjoy. Let us know what you if you have some favorite uh, Disney uh, Christmas themed episodes or or films. Uh, let us know. Just send us a note on Facebook at Disney Film Project. You can then uh, hit us up on Twitter at, at Diz Film Project. You can leave a comment in the show notes for this episode. So interact with us and let us know um, what you think of, of, of this episode. Uh, until next week, you can keep in touch with us. Go read the producer producer's notes um, that Cheryl's putting up. Where, where can they find those again, Cheryl? About.me slash Cheryl P3. And you click the W for my WordPress, bro- my WordPress blog. Yeah. Um, yeah, go read those and, and don't believe it. It's all lies. <laughs> um, and then you can keep up with Todd and myself at touringplans.com. 
You can keep up with them, our, our great sponsor, touringplants.com, and you can read our blogs there as well as do all the other great stuff uh, at touringplants.com, like the lines, application, and the crowd calendar and all that great stuff. And, and then go over tours. Sorry. What's that? And planning your tours. Exactly. Because <laughs> what else could you do, really? And then you can you can keep up with Miss Bree. She has those adventures, you know, at Adventures of Bree, adventuresofbree.blogspot.com. And you can read DisneyDrivenLife.com. You can read her attraction blogging, and um, you'll you'll see some movie reviews. Go look up my review of One Magic Christmas. It's one of my favorites that I've ever written over there. Um, so you can do that. <laughs> Just because of the line, there are no redeeming qualities in this movie. Uh, all right. So that will do it for this week's program. Uh, until next week, folks. Santa zombies. Happy holidays. They're elves. They're not little Canadians. They're really elves. Don't mess with me, Santa. I'm pre-El Nino. <laughs> <laughs>